I knew in the beginning I was different. Niggas told me slow down, I wouldn't listen. Put my foot on the gas and now I get it. I look back for my niggas and they was missing. I double back and went and got them, I won't leave them. Cause don't nothing last forever, you gon' need What's up, guys? It's uh, episode five, finally back. Uh, I've been slacking hardcore, man. I gotta start setting aside time and uh i was waiting for a few mics i've been testing a few mics on stuff like that so i don't got any guests today it's a random sunday obviously just uh jumping in and i gotta give a shout out to my boy uh dre for actually dming me on instagram and giving me my first complaint that i've been slacking he does uh power lines and stuff like that he's out of state a lot so it's something for him to listen to and apparently he likes listening to me so shout out to you dre appreciate it and uh hopefully you enjoy this episode a little under the weather, so if you hear me breathing and stuff like that, I want to apologize. Uh, probably not going to be the normal long podcast of like an hour, but whatever. Let's get into it. Um, I just started watching Game of Thrones, so sorry to everybody else. I'm only on episode four of the first season, and I don't see all the hype. You can write me your hate mail at uh, Uncensored Beard Podcast on Instagram, and I might respond and see your reasons. Also, Breaking Bad's totally overrated in uh, my stage, my uh, list of shows. I grew up watching The Sopranos and other classics like uh, The Wire and stuff like that. So um, hopefully this new mic is a lot better than the old mic. The old mic had a lot of feedback and stuff like that. So whatever. Um, also, I watched Avengers Endgame. Spoilers coming in three, two. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be that asshole. Um, so yeah, not a lot crazy to talk about. A lot's changed since the last podcast. Um, you know, Miles is doing good. He's doing his own thing, battling his demons, but he's still here fighting with us. Um... Let's see, got out of an old relationship and a new one. She's uh, awesome, amazing, perfect. Really no complaints there at all. Uh, you know, moved, got a crib, stuff like that. So nothing crazy going on there. And let me see what else. Uh, let's see, been watching the UFCs. Oh, from turn 29, birthday passed. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty fun. My friends went all out. It's cool. I got some Kyries and stuff like that. Went to a heat game, sat courtside with my boy Andy. Shout out to him. Appreciate it, man. And let's see what else. This podcast is probably going to suck because I'm doing it on the whim because I don't have a lot to talk about right now. Oh, man, you know what? I do have stuff to talk about. <clears throat> so we're 29. A lot of my friends are 30, 31. Most of my friends have kids and stuff like that. They're married. So it's, um, you know, they're pretty set. They're just uh, doing their thing. Kids are mostly all three years old and up. Some of them are eight, nine, stuff like that. So I was talking to one of my buddies, and he said, uh, he's 31, he says uh, he's uh, in a rush. Not in a rush, but he feels like he's in a rush to get in a relationship, get married, stuff like that. So I was telling him there's no point in rushing, forcing it. You know, he says there's a gal that he talks to and stuff, but it's always a mission to hang out and to do stuff. But every time they do go out, it's awesome. They have great times. And one of the things I think is a little, it's weird in this day and age, you know, like the pressure... That should have before of like, you know, graduate at 18, you know, have a college degree at 23, be in debt, all that shit. I mean, those are rules of life for people that lived before us. You don't got to follow those rules. I've never been one that goes with the rules of everybody else. I like to go my way. I was always that asshole kid that walked the opposite way. And I was like, let me try shit out my way. And I'd rather bang my head and learn on my own than learn from people telling me, oh, don't do that. You know, this doesn't work. Stuff like that, you know, um, you, it's easier to figure it out by yourself than waiting or listening to other people that may have never lived or may have never tried it on. They're just telling you from hearsay, stuff like that. So I was telling him, man, I said, it's one of those things you can't force, you know, like you, you can't force finding the right person or looking for the right person. 
after my last relationship, I was kind of like, my 2018 sucked. <clears throat> a lot of stuff happened. My brother passed away. I'll get back to that later. I'm sure if you guys listen to episodes, I've talked about it before. Um, a lot of stuff. Mom lost the house, had to support mom. Me and four-year girlfriend broke up. You know, all that bullshit. Shit that happens to everybody in life, you know, just doesn't usually hit at the same time. So for me, I got lucky. It all hit me at the same time. So it was a lesson from the universe of while I was getting kicked in the face, never to fall on the floor and stand up and fight the whole time. It builds character, builds toughness, you know, and it all depends how you go through it. A lot of people, you know, I have friends that have gone through less stuff and are super depressed, but I'm not them in their shoes and they're not me. So what I might think is easy for them is not diff as easy for them as it is when they're in their shoes, if you get what I'm saying. Like, because I think it's easy doesn't mean it's easy for them. <clears throat> Anyways... Um, yeah, so he's trying to like, you know, he's like, oh, it doesn't make sense, you know, because we go back and forth and then it's two weeks of doing nothing and then we'll go hang out and we'll have an amazing time and he takes her date nights and stuff like that. So I told him not to overextend himself too much, you know, because in this day and age, you got to be careful. Sometimes it's what people can get from you, not what you provide in the relationship. You know what I mean? So like for my chick, I just enjoy spending time for her. She doesn't got to give me nothing. I just like being next to her. It's cool. It's, you know, five or six months. We're learning each other still. We're learning our likes or dislikes. And we really haven't had any problems at all. No disagreements, except for one time when I was an asshole. But other than that, it's cool. And that's how it should be. A prior relationship, uh, we started headbutting at three months. And it was, you know, just going back and forth. Not to turn this into a relationship podcast, but whatever. It was subject uh, of what we were talking about. So I told him just to let it go. There's no point. Because if you care about the person and they're important to you, you're always going to make time for them no matter what. I have missed sleep to celebrate birthdays with friends. I've gone two and three days without sleeping just to go to a birthday with one of my friends, my friend's daughter's birthday the next day and stuff like that. Meaning like if something's important to you, you'll make time for it no matter what. People love to do the excuse of I'm busy. Man, we all have the tw same 24 hours. It's how you want to spend it. I get it. A lot of us work. My work schedule is weird. I work on weekends, so I got to make up for it during the week. And I work in the AM, so it's different. <clears throat> I don't always have the time to go and visit, but I make sure I call and I text people and stuff like that. That's an old excuse that people love to use now. It's like, oh, you know, I don't have the time. I've been so busy, this and that, man. Everybody, if you got fucking time to post on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever you're posting on, you have time to send a text. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Catch up with you later on and stuff like that. You know, maybe I, it's not that you expect the person to respond immediately, but at least the message is in their phone. And when they see it, they can respond. So it's just, you know, people don't love to this in this new generation. It's all filters and fillers. You know, it's it's what people think you are to what you actually are. It's all masks and illusions and bullshit. And at least in my group, I'm very grateful that we continue to be the same people we've been for the last 15, 20 years that I've known them. And I've had the same group of friends my whole life. So I've been lucky. I know a lot of people don't have that many friends. I have like five or six that I've been close to for over 15 years. So it works out for me. Um, and... Lost my train of thought completely for looking at the TV. See, that's why you shouldn't look at the TV when you're doing a podcast. Um, you just got to make time. You just got to, you know, you got to, you make time for the things that are important to you. And it's not about spending money. It could be just, you know, the other day I was just sitting there at the beach talking shit with my buddy Rashad. And we were just talking about life and stuff like that. I was having a little bit of a rough day. It's going on a year, like five months, a year, four months that my brother passed away. It's real difficult for me because I was raised real hardcore by my mom. <laughs> She's a soft lion now, but she used to be a hunting lion, and the lady had no weakness in her, especially for me. She always said, I'm building you, not raising you. I'm building you so the day that I am gone, you can take care of you and your brother and not have to ask anybody for shit. And she did that, and she succeeded. The only problem was my brother was taken early from us, 
So I'm having to learn how to focus on myself. I focus so much on being the man of the house from the age of seven with my mom and my brother that now I'm focusing on myself and, you know, kind of living for Anthony. <clears throat> so it's cool. You know, obviously I wish he was here so I could still live with him. He was mentally ill for you, those that, for those of you that don't know. He had cerebral palsy and severe mental retardation, but he was the coolest person I knew and I loved him to death. We were like twins. That's how my mom raised us. We were extremely connected. And uh, unfortunately, he got sick and passed away. And it is what it is. We got him for 30 years. So I take, I'm very happy with that. But um, also as a brother, I think I could have saved him. You know, it's one of those things where you think you can go up against God and win and fight, you know, and take on the devil and succeed. But unfortunately, that's not the way life works. So here we are present day. Um, other than that, I was talking with my mom about it. And uh, my mom's gotten better. She can, she can talk about him now and stuff like that. But uh, I have those days where I can't even say his name and stuff like that. So it's weird. And I have his remains with me still there in my room. He doesn't go. I don't go anywhere without him. He still sleeps next to me like we did when we were children. So that's cool. To take the podcast off of being low again, we'll get to something else that I've been talking about. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I posted. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, great inspiration. Great man. Uh, father. So many things. It's real sad that a lot of people didn't know who he was in hip-hop till he passed away. Um, I guess you kind of got to be from the hood. You know, I grew up in Miami Gardens, Carroll City. So, you know, we knew his music as Neighborhood Nip. That's what we knew him as. And a lot of people didn't. You know, he became mainstream. Unfortunately, after his passing, you know, he dropped Victory Lap, which took like 10 years to make. It was phenomenal. He's had He has so many good songs. It's crazy. He was a phenomenal father. And I don't know if him and Laura London were married, but they were... There was definitely a special love that you don't see, especially in celebrities and hip-hop. And uh, my heart breaks for that, man. It's truly tragic that a man's ego got hurt and he decided to take the life of a young king. You know, And even if it stops the gang violence and it stops everything else, what does it matter? You took out a king. How many kings are going to arise from that? That's hoping off possibility and stuff like that, which kind of sucks when you already had it, you know? It's, you know, it's like, imagine, you know, they... The Bloods and Crips stopped fighting, you know, but how many kings are going to come from there and do what Nip was doing, you know? It's uh, it's truly a shame, you know, and also you're taking the, you know, taking a parent, a loving father to children, which is just depressing and sad. I, I grew up with no father and had to learn how to become a man by myself, so that's hard. And I know, I know like what his kids are going to go through because I learned how, my mom taught me what she could, but obviously what she couldn't, I had to learn on the streets. So it's a totally different ball game, you know? And uh, give me a small break, and I'll be right back, guys. And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. I was putting a pinch in from my sponsors. I don't know they're not my sponsors. Copenhagen Mint Long Cut. Not telling everybody to do it, but if you do chew, try it out. It's better than Wintergreen Grizzly and all that other crap. Um, so what else have uh, been on my mind that we've been talking about? Just getting to hold this podcast might suck a little bit. It's not going to be an hour like normal. Just getting the gist of doing it by myself and talking like that. If you guys like UFC, normally I would do a UFC breakdown, but my buddy Chula, I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. He's a little loss, and we like talking about that. Jockery got his butt whooped yesterday. This dude out of England, I don't know his name. He's a new guy. He put it on him. It was a real good fight. Platinum Mike Perry fought amazing, but let's get to my boy Dustin Diamond Poirier and Max Holloway. Holy crap. What a fight. Happened about uh, two weeks ago, I want to say, two or three weeks ago. And Poirier finally got his strap legacy cemented. Now he's got to fight Khabib. That's going to be crazy. Um, let's see what else is going on. 
oh man, this is what I've been talking about. I don't like talking politics to a lot of people. Not a big politic guy, but sometimes it does come up. And I was actually, I've been talking, I'm 29, so I think my generation was the last generation that got raised outside. Like we got cell phones. I got a cell phone when I was 18 or 19, I think. And at that point in time, like you just drive to your friend's house and knock on the door, see if they're home. Completely different than now, where it's just text messages, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Tinder, Twitter, all these weird things that you don't need because if the internet goes down, like the meme says, you're hooked. If Instagram goes down, imagine that and you're, not longer, you're no longer a model. Just crazy because all about likes, filters, uh, just fake shit, man. I hate it. It's so stupid. But what we were talking about actually when it comes to politics and stuff like that was the, as, as Joe Rogan called it, and I've heard a few other people say to the pussification of America. Now, if you don't get your way, it's sit there and complain like babies and just cry about it and just yell and wail and whine and just bitch the whole time till you get your way until somebody just goes, man, we don't want to fucking hear this person yelling, man, female, transgender, lesbian, uh, everything else, cisgender, whatever other category, whatever category you put yourself in, that's what they do now. These groups do. You say something they don't like, they're like, Anthony said he doesn't like fucking chicken. All right, that makes him a racist because these people like chicken, so fuck him. Let's ruin his whole life, his career, blah, blah. Things of that sort. When I grew up, like, this is crazy. I read a story that a kid did not like his fourth grade teacher. His fourth grade teacher, he believed, was picking on him. So he went home and complained. Parents went to school, complained so much, the teacher got suspended and ended up having to change schools, which is hilarious. I hated all my elementary teachers except Mr. Midayas, which was my fifth grade teacher, and Ms. Caridi, which was my third grade teacher. I had the worst sixth grade teacher in the world. She was a demon, and she was horrible. Her name was Miss Harrell. She was horrible. Anyways, if I came home and bitched to my mom, she would usually tell me that I was fucking with them or doing something or suck it up. Suck it up. Nowadays, people, it's just super softness, man. Kids are growing up, you know, they're getting raised by iPads and Nintendo Switches and YouTube and all this other. It's the, it's, it's, I don't even, it's like that's become the free nanny. You pay your $5.99 a month for your internet on your device and it, it raises your kids, which is crazy. I don't have any kids, but I'm a, kind of a stepfather. My girlfriend does have a kid and he's grown up all around, you know, technology and women. So I'm trying to put some toughness in him and we're getting there little by little. He's got it in him. He's a boy. So we'll see. Not competitive at all. I'm extremely competitive. So I think he's my lesson in soft spot of how to toughen him up a little bit. You know, obviously love him the way he is. That's fine. It's not trying to change anybody. If your kid's an artist, you, you, you're going to always want to push them the most you can in whatever they want to achieve, you know. I heard some dude say, you know, if a kid's gay, you know, if my son was gay, uh, I couldn't love him. Like, that makes no sense. You created that life and you're not going to like them because of their sexual preference. You're an idiot. You need to grow up. There's a lot of that thinking, too. There's a lot of ignorant thinking that people like to tie to Donald Trump, which I think it's a little bit unfair because it's your it's like, you know, I like the Yankees. All right. So this guy's an asshole. I'm a Red Sox fan. We'll never get along. People are not even having conversations now. You can't even have a conversation with people anymore. Because the word offended is the biggest word in the world. They're triggered, which is crazy. Growing up, I never, I grew up in a Hispanic and black household. So you're never going to hear, if you said you were offended to your Cuban grandma, she would have told you to close your ears and shut the fuck up and walk out of the room or asked you if the conversation was with you. If you said no, she said, why were you listening? Get out of the room. Peace out. It's none of your business. You'd have to sit there and be like, yeah, okay, that's true. I never heard that word. I'm offended or triggered or nothing like that. We said it in a comedic sense. Now it's become like household. It's become like household where people just throw it around for everything. 
and like the softness, like the bitching and the moaning and the stuff like that. Oh my God, you know, like going back to the teacher stories. They get it, this happens to the teacher, you know, I would get my butt whooped for messing with my teachers when I was a kid. I've always been a comedian and I've always been a smart ass. I've always had a problem with authority, which is funny because my job is authoritative and I gotta tell people what to do all day. And then people tell me what to do all day. Chain of command. That's how it works in this country. So many people bitch about the United States. Have you seen what's going on in Venezuela? I remember in 2012 when the Venezuelan people gave up their guns. It took seven years to look at them now. They're starving. They're getting killed. I mean, there's a picture of a 16-year-old, a mother carrying a 16-year-old girl, skin and bones. Nothing else on her. She died of starvation. You know how sad it is to die of starvation in 2019, but you got people bitching at Starbucks because they ordered five pumps and it only says four. I went to Starbucks and this lady lost her shit on the barista where I told her, is it that fucking big of a deal? Calm down. Can you talk to people with respect? They can give you the pump. It's fixable. That's what we bitch about in this third world country because shit has become way too easy. I believe the saying goes, strong men make easy times. Easy times make weak men which make hard times, and then you got to create strong men again. It's all over. It starts all over. And right now, we're in, a, we're in a real weak time or a time that I don't agree with so much. It's the best the world's ever been. You got the most innovative technology. Diseases are being cured. There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, uh, we don't have war, but we still have soldiers in Afghanistan, which makes no sense. And I don't mean for this to be a political podcast, but I'm going to rant before I get into sports and all the other random shit that's in my mind. And that's kind of what you get in this podcast. So if you don't like it, feel free to tune out. Or if you want to hear about something or talk to me about something, uh, the link will be attached to this podcast where you can go to the Instagram and DM me. We could talk about whatever you want. Always want to hear the opinions of different people, talk to different people, see what they see and uh, feel what they feel and get in their shoes kind of and see how they think about stuff. I'm super old school. I'm extremely hard-headed. I'm extremely macho. I'm extremely sports-driven, competitive, stuff like that. So... Kind of a throwback to the, what the times are becoming now, you know, with man buns and uh, thong sandals and stuff and guys wearing jeans tighter than women. It makes no sense. It's real weird to me because when I grew up, we were in the baggy era of hip hop. And now we're in, you know, might as well not wear anything or have your clothes painted on you. But it's it is what it is. You know, what can you do? Just stay in your lane and mind your business. And as long as it doesn't affect your life, you really shouldn't be bitching or complaining about it. The people that take their time on Instagram to write like a comment, like on LeBron James's post, talking shit about a choker, the troll, the troll, uh, I don't even know what it is, the troll lifestyle. I don't even know what it is. The trolls, it's, it's like a persona now. The online troll is hilarious because I grew up in the time where you had a problem with somebody punched them in their face. You know, when I grew up, if you had a problem with a bully, or, you know, I grew up with friends that got bullied and I fought a lot of bullies. Most of my school trouble was getting into fights, defending friends or um, female friends that would get their butt slapped by a guy thinking he was cute. And then you pound his face into the dirt and you kept going and played your sports and went on with your day. But in this day and age, you know, the, the online bullying is adorable that you would let on, something online affect you when you could just delete your online profile and get off. I saw recently a... a, a a kid, I believe he was 14 years old or something like that, very young, committed suicide because he was gay and he was getting bullied at school, you know. That's where the parents got to step in and, like, just delete the social media. Go to school, have a conversation. If you got to move him out of the school because, you know, it's it's the bullying is too much or they don't give a shit, they're not helping out, then you got to do what you got to do. You got to do. You got to protect your seat at all costs. Very unfortunate that that happened. And, you know, 14 years old, that's so young. He had all the life, all the life in the world to go and to kill yourself because your game people don't accept you. It gets so much easier. 
so much better. There's a whole world out there that this kid's never going to see now because some assholes like typing stupid shit online and they never got punched in the face for it. So you might not agree with what I'm saying, but if there are repercussions, you watch what you say. I grew up in a time of respect. I grew up around gangsters and thugs, drug dealers, and a lot of delinquents. The number one thing that they all taught you was respect. If you know you you if you got to fight, if somebody steps on your toes and you got to fight, you got to fight. But if you don't, there's no point in fucking with other people or overstepping lines for no reason. The, the machismo shit gets you killed. There's no point in having it. It's better to have, you know, more thunder in the hand and less lightning in the mouth, as one of my friends, Jose, told me once. And uh, it's so true. People love to run their mouth, but there's no repercussions. That's You see it on Instagram all the time. Instagram's pretty much the only platform I use. I have Facebook for family, but I don't really get on there that much. Uh, Instagram is crazy because people will take time out of their day to write a negative comment, to hate on someone's success or to... Call him a trust fund baby or to bitch, you know, at LeBron or Stephen Curry or any other athlete or a singer or something. They just love to talk shit because there's no repercussions. You wouldn't say that if you were in the face of that person. That's the crazy part. I think if you don't have the guts to say it to somebody in person, then don't type it online because you might run into that person. It's a small ass world. Yeah, obviously, you're not going to run into LeBron James. He's not going to punch you in the face. But you're taking time and energy. I'm a huge believer in energy. And you're taking time and you're releasing negative energy into the world. So how are you going to get his negative energy back, bro? It's a circle. It's just going to go around and come back to you. And then you're going to be like, oh, my life is so hard. Everything sucks. Why? Woe is me. You know, all this bull crap. But you're being an asshole. You're not putting anything productive on there. I'm constantly DMing friends good reactions on their stories and stuff like that. I'm constantly putting in good energy and and being compliments, dropping compliments all the time. You know, I do that work all the time, telling, you know, my coworkers their hair looks nice or what did they do and stuff like that. And even if you don't care a thousand percent and you're just asking for small talk while you're at work because it's the correct thing to do, I ask and you know, if something's going on, I try to give my advice and, and help as best as I can. You don't know what people are dealing with at work. You know, we had a government shutdown. I worked for the government. There's a lot of single moms out there that were struggling because daycare doesn't give a crap that the government shut down. And that's the crazy part for the people that do live paycheck to paycheck, as I kind of do, sort of, a little bit better off in the essence of saving and stuff like that and having a good community. I had people that helped me out. You know, my mom helped me out, stuff like that. My bills are paid. So I was broke, but all my bills are paid and my mortgage is paid. So I wasn't going to get kicked out or put on the street. But not everyone has that. And daycare and snacks and all the stuff that a single mom has to do with her kids is crazy. I grew up on $13,000 a year, which is when my mom raised us. I don't know how she made Christmas happen. I don't know how I was able to play sports. I have no idea. But the woman never faltered and never complained, which is crazy to me. So, yeah, you got to, you know, I mean, you just got to try to have, be a little empathetic. You know, we don't, nobody's starving out there. I mean, if they are starving and you got an extra burger or a dollar, give it to them. Don't don't see a homeless person and be like, I'm not going to give them money because they're going to use it for drugs and this and that. What they use it for is beyond you. You gave it to them. You did your deed. You move on. Someone told me that you can't worry about that. If you give somebody advice and they decide not to take it and it goes against their the judgment of what you told them and they missed up, you can't get mad at them because it's free will. We're not robots and people are going to live the way that they want to live. You know? Um, and going back to the toughness thing, which is what drives me crazy, man. People are so soft now. Everything is a complaint, a create, create a Twitter group, bitch and moan, and just cry about shit. Like, just cry about shit. That's what they waste their energy on. You have so much on and You could go to the gym, do yoga, read a book, write a book, do a podcast, start a podcast, listen to a podcast. 
you know, if you don't follow uh, David Goggins on Instagram, I'd highly advise it. That guy will get you feeling like you're lazy as shit. Follow The Rock. Follow Kevin Hart. There's so many of them. Follow Lindsey Vaughn. There's so many of them. So many people that are out there kicking ass every day and not complaining or bitching or moaning, just doing their utmost best. And I promise this is something I battle with too because I will start stuff and I don't follow through, especially like when my pockets started my pockets over a year ago. There's only five out. That's slacking. I'm going to start doing one every week. As I said, I would promoting it and getting more into it and um, doing my best to be consistent with it. And for the people that do listen to it, thank you so much. And the people that have given me feedback. I appreciate you guys so much. You're taking your hour, hour and a half, whatever it is you're taking out of your day to listen to a piece of my podcast. And I've got people that written back. So that's pretty cool that people are actually hearing my annoying voice talk random shit with people, you know, me, usually it's been me and Miles or me and Mikey talking shit about UFC or top 10 movie lists and stuff like that. I always want to see what people want. So if you, you know, you want to talk about a movie or something like that, or you want me to talk about something, just DM me. It's cool. Uh, we'll talk about it and stuff like that. So back, I'm going to backtrack a lot because I lose track of thought. Sometimes I didn't really, I don't have my notebook right now with all the notes and stuff that I've written down that I wanted to talk about. But uh, going back, talking to my buddy David about relationships and stuff like that. You shouldn't have to force anything. It should be real natural. It's the it's, relationship is not supposed to be a job, but it is work. People don't understand that. And in this day and age, you know, you you text her, she doesn't answer. You go DM someone else. You you, you start planning other shit. It's always about plan B, C, D, E, and A instead of taking care of plan A, should I say. Sitting down and talking. Communication is always going to be the most important thing. Hey, I didn't like this or this is why I think like this. I apologize and correcting the problem. Not doing it several times over and over and still stepping in the same shit. And never correcting it, you know, it's un, it's unfortunate, it's a mistake I made in the past that I've had to correct, it's costing me relationships, friendships, things of that sort, because I'm so hard-headed that I've had to learn how to sit back and, you know, be like, alright, Anthony, why are you reacting like this, why are you mad, but a lot of people don't have self-awareness. And they just, uh, you know, they just don't give a shit, it's about me, it's the ego, and there's actually a book called Ego is the Enemy, Check it out. They got it on Audible. Check it out. Definitely repeat it to yourself. Ego is the enemy. Next time you get pissed off, you're going to realize why you're getting angry for something that you shouldn't be getting pissed off about or annoyed. And a lot of times it's ego, especially with men. Men love to get frustrated. You tell them something, they don't like the tone you said it in. It's a whole issue. It's a problem. You know, it's beef. Hey, man, if you're not going to fight, don't yap back the way you're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's an older guy now. I shouldn't be into fighting. And I'm not, that's why I watch UFC for and I let the real champions uh, hone it in. But also at the same time, I'm from the ghetto, so I have no problem throwing hands. It's one of those things like you prefer not to use it, but you have it in your toolbox if you have to use it. You know, and then another thing is like believing in yourself. One of the biggest things, and it's weird, was when my brother never spoke or anything like that. He knew two words. He knew Anto and Mama, which my mom and my, the beginning of my name and um is self-belief when he left he kind of took me away from the fear that i had of failing but then i kind of went into like depression and battled with dark ass thoughts and suicide and all this other shit that comes up man and uh you got to fight through it and i got lucky that i had a real good i have a real real good support system like i said this my friends that became my brothers i lost one brother but i have four or five other ones that are adopted basically and we've grown up since you know we were all size 14 in pants when we're all like size 40 and 50 now. Maybe I might be the only one 50, me and Rashad, but that's cool. And um, 
yeah, you just got to, you got to lean back on your support system, which is hard because it's my mom, <laughs> my mom would tell me if I was drowning, I wouldn't reach over to my friend's boat to grab on because I don't like bothering people because people have always come to me for advice. I don't really go to anyone else for advice. I go to my mom. That's my, it's my bank vault. I go to her and I talk to her about everything because obviously raised me. She understands me whether she likes it or not. I'm a thousand percent my mom's son. I'm just like her, just infused with a lot more testosterone and about eight inches more of height. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the other day I was feeling real down about my brother and stuff like that. Ended up being an ass with my girlfriend and then had to talk with her and stuff like that. And thank the God she's, thank, to, thank the Lord she uh, loves me and cares and sits down and listens and values me where she understands why I was being a dick. Also, she doesn't expect it to happen all the time. It's all, you got to talk, you know, and I told her, I promised her, I said, it wouldn't happen again, you know, and I apologize for being a tool and you move on, you know, you love the shit out of them as hard as you can because you don't know how long you have people, man. I've lost a lot of friends. I got a lot of tattoos of people on my body that were alive and are dead now and it's unfortunate. You don't know the next time. You know, the Grim Reaper is going to take someone close to you. So you got to appreciate all the moments. And that's all you have. You know, having money and going out and spending is, is real cool. But really what you're paying for is the memories. You know, a uh, 12-pack is, you know, $18. But the 12-pack in the backyard drinking with your buddy, talking about life, talking about fucking aliens, talking about conspiracies, talking about rap music, you know, arguing about the best R&B generations, talking about Journey, talking about the 70s, 80s, whatever you want to talk about rating your top 10 movies, talking about shoes you like, it doesn't matter. And all the random laughs that come in between are truly what I think is priceless. I'd rather sit down and talk shit with you or they pick up the phone and call you to talk than text message. If you don't have the time to talk through text, that's fine. It's, it's, it's understandable. People do get busy, but I do shoot out those texts all the time to make sure people are doing well. You know, at least once a month, I, I do the kind of like the Rev Run. He sits there and he writes his daily prayer on the show if you ever watched it uh i like to shoot that text message on just hey hope you're doing well hope the family's doing well you know get back to me whenever you can and stuff like that but a lot of people they don't have the time for that or they don't take the time or they're not that person i've always been a natural leader and my friend martin once said this i see i got i went through a point where i got mad that my friends weren't calling me and they were waiting for me to always call them and he's like that's the that's what you created you've always been the one that calls all of us and gets everybody together so why are you bitching now when this is the system that you created you need to suck it up and deal with it and call people and that's it. Just get over it. And I never understood that until I got older. <laughs> and I also never understood the, you know, letting people help you and stuff like that and using your support system until I had to fall on them. When my brother passed away, I was in Boston alone with my uh, ex-brother-in-law and sister-in-law and they were amazing at helping me, you know, checking on me and stuff while they were going through their own thing. You know, my sister-in-law was going through finals for medical school she graduated you know she was a d i don't know that she's a doctor of of dentistry they were making sure i was cool you know and they were the only ones there so it's so far from my nest that i had always created you know that it was difficult there's a lot of quiet nights there's a lot of sitting there wondering there's a lot of staring at brothers pictures and stuff like that and it really gives you a, <laughs> it gives you a form of ptsd even though i wasn't in war i don't know if ptsd applies to losing someone when you're so connected to them in every way you know it's um it's definitely weird and i guess that's the only thing i could simulate it to even though i wasn't in war and i wasn't in you know harm of dying maybe killing myself at that point but uh 
those thoughts have long gone, you know, you got to always remember to be grateful and blessed and uh, happy with what you have because it can always be worse and taken away. I've been in the, I spent last year at the bottom of the barrel, you know, homeless, going through a bunch of shit, my mom homeless at the same time and still showing up to work like everything was fine and doing my due diligence. And I really think the universe blesses you for going through all that and coming through it and going like, hey, man, good job. You made it through, you know, like now you're going to enjoy some blessings. It's it's all like a wave pool. It's ups and downs, ups and downs. And um, that's what you got to deal with. You know, you just got to make it through. But uh, anyways, that's enough for this week's podcast. Uh, I'm going to do one later on this week, too. I'm going to have it set up better where I talk about more stuff. And more subjects today was just a little bit of a rant. So I hope everybody's doing well. Happy Sunday. I know Game of Thrones is on tonight, so everybody should be amped for that. I'll, I'll catch up in about three months, four months, and see what all the hoopla is about. And uh, other than that, everybody stay blessed, man. Talk to y'all later. Peace.